0: Conflict We all experience it, but some conflicts are worse than others. Take the two Air France pilots who were recently suspended. They threw punches while the plane was in the air. That really isn't the time for it. The Captain And first officer began disagreeing during a flight in June. It was supposed to be a routine trip from Geneva to Paris. But before long, there was a physical struggle in the cockpit of the A320 airliner. Apparently, it was loud enough to grab the attention of the cabin crew who separated the pilots. Only one of the pilots was allowed in the cockpit at a time for the rest of the flight. The two now await a decision on their futures with France's largest airline. Fighting almost always seems natural to sinful humans. We even fight against our Creator, but He welcomes prodigals. All who call in His name are saved. Repent and believe in Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today, here on the final day of August. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series called Hope for Your Prodigal. Over the past two days, we heard a prodigal story from a good friend of mine, Barbara Giuliani. She left home at 18. She felt her parents' rules were ruining her fun. But though she found a season of pleasure, she also found out the real world was not all fun and games. I've always found it interesting how similar her story is compared to the prodigal found in Luke 15. But as Barbara ran from God, her parents ran to the Lord in prayer. And they kept on loving her
1: he does answer prayer he hears prayer and he answers prayer Mm -hmm. and he is in charge of a very big kingdom so while we watch and wait and worry about our children God has kingdom purposes in mind and he Mm -hmm. weaves it all together
0: Barbara Giuliani she'll be back with us in just a moment to talk about the other brother in Luke 15. And after that we're going to look closely at this older brother in this famous story as well. You see, the younger son ran to pleasure, but the older brother clung to his good works and his pride. And I think it's important that we see how Jesus points this truth out as well. After this time together, I want to send you a copy of the book that Barbara and her late father, Pastor Jack Miller, wrote together called Come Back Barbara. It's the best Prodigal story I've ever read outside of Scripture, and it was a real blessing for my wife and me as we were raising our kids. I know this book will give you hope. It reminds you that Jesus is in the business of leading Prodigal's home. So after the program, why don't you just call us at 800-654-2836, 800-654-2836, or go online and make your gift there but get a copy of Comeback Barbara. Our web address is haventoday.org. One word, haventoday.org. Haven Today opens now with John Waller and still calls me son.
2: The drug is named through godless places And I've known shame that No child of fish should know Seen pain on broken faces beyond all thought of home I was just too far from home Still I always want
0: and I'm Charles Morris and what a fitting song to open our program today. It's called Still Calls Me Son by John Waller. I want to go back and visit with my friend Barbara Giuliani in Philadelphia for just a minute. I asked her to share some thoughts about the older brother from the prodigal son in Luke 15 and then you and I are going to study that from God's word.
1: I think we can be divided in our lives and maybe in any given day between the older brother and the younger brother. And the older brother is the one who doesn't know that he's a sinner and Mm -hmm. doesn't know that he needs grace. And the younger brother is the one that doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And in the end, the younger brother realizes, I am a terrible sinner Mm -hmm. and I need grace. And the older brother never sees that about himself one time my dad said to me, well, Barbara, the good thing about you and I, my father had a very sort of checkered growing up before he became a Christian. He goes, the good thing about you and I is that we can never forget we're great sinners. And when he said that to me, I thought, I think I've already forgotten. <laughs> I'm already wondering, like, why can't mm-hmm. these people get themselves together? I got myself mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And so quickly we become the older brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't know whether you're the older brother or not, you then just check and see whether, you, whether you have any grace for anybody else. Yeah. If you don't have any grace to spare, that means you haven't been given any. Wow. And if you haven't been given grace, it's because you didn't want it wow. and didn't think you need it. Hmm. So and then when you see that about yourself, that's what you need to repent of hmm. and come back to your father's house asking for the grace you need.
0: Wow. Thank you, Barbara Giuliani, for some powerful words. If you'd like to see Barbara tell her story of how she lived out the life of the prodigal son and made her way back to Christ and then her family, you can watch the video we posted on our website, haventoday.org. Now, we're talking about what was probably the most complicated parable that Jesus ever told, the story of the prodigal son. Now, most Christians can easily see themselves as a prodigal, like Barbara Giuliani. We've all run away from our Heavenly Father before we finally saw the folly of chasing after the vanities of this world. Along the way, something happens, and we end up in a heap of trouble. And finally, we come to our senses, and we cry out to God like the prodigal, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And that's when we go home And that's when we find grace in abundance. Well, there is forgiveness, and there is love. But the last few days, I've also been thinking about the older brother. It's hard for me to concede that this bitter, resentful, angry man might be closer to me in a spiritual way than the lustful younger brother. Yet the more I've thought about the older son, the more I see myself in him. Remember that part of the story from Luke 15? It comes right after the father welcomes home his lost son with the expensive robe, the royal ring, new shoes, and then that all-out coming-home party. Let me read a little bit from Luke 15. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother's back, he was told. "'and your father has killed the calf we were fattening "'and has prepared a great feast we're celebrating "'because of his safe return.' "'The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. "'So his father came out and begged him. "'But the older son replied, "'All these years I've worked hard for you "'and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. "'And in all that time you never gave me even one young goat "'for a feast with my friends.' Yet when this son of yours comes back, after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the finest calf we have. Well, his father said to him, Look, dear son, you and I, we're very close, and everything I have is yours. Now that's from Luke 15, and looking deeply into myself, and then around me at the lives of others. I've wondered which does more damage, the lust of the prodigal or the resentment of the older brother, the so-called good son. You see, it's in those of us who think we're pretty good that you can also find a lot of judgment and condemnation of others and prejudice, even among Christians, especially among some of us Christians who have been believers for many years. There can be a lot of frozen anger among the people who are so concerned about avoiding sin. The lostness, of a resentful saint, is so hard to reach precisely because it's so closely wedded to the desire to be good and to be virtuous. I know in my own life how hard I've tried to be good, acceptable, likable, a worthy example to others. There's always the conscious effort to avoid the pitfalls of sin and the constant fear of giving in to temptation. With all of that, there can come a super-seriousness. A moralistic intensity, even a touch of fanaticism, that makes it increasingly difficult to feel at home in my father's house. In looking into my own heart these past few days, I've detected an inner resentment, and that's led me to see my own lostness, even though I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, it's been many years since I wandered off to a distant land. Yes, I was a prodigal at one time in my life, in my twenties. But in trying to be good, I haven't lived a really free life in my father's house. I've been missing out on the grace of understanding Christian living as a forgiven sinner. My envy, sometimes my unspoken anger, even as a Christian, have shown me my own bondage. Now in my own family, I'm the younger son. So I asked a friend of mine who's the oldest son with two other brothers what it's like here's a man who on the surface has his act together he's responsible dependable bright a good guy likable most important he's a committed christian who spends daily time in the word and prayer i know his spiritual life because i prayed with him we've studied the word together i called him one time and asked him to shoot straight with me about living a life as the older brother and he told me it wasn't always easy those expectations from his parents of being the good son, the model for the younger brothers. He said in his heart there was this feeling of resentment sometimes, like maybe he wasn't always appreciated for all his hard work and doing the right thing. And then he even confessed the jealousy that he sometimes had towards one brother who was more athletic, the other brother who was more academic. Sure, he loves his brothers and they love him, but still there was the envy. And that, of course, is a sin pattern. I doubt until we talked yesterday that he had ever spoken much about this inside himself, this self-complaining. I've tried so hard, worked so long, done so much. Still, I haven't received what comes so easily to my younger brothers. Why don't my parents thank me as much? Why don't they honor me? Why do they pay so much attention to those who take life so easily and so casually? See the trap of being the older brother The parable of Jesus could easily be called the parable of the lost sons, plural. Because when the one lost son comes home, the older son refuses to come in and even join the party. He thinks he's been hurt. He's never had a party thrown for him because he did not leave home. But in a real way, he did leave home. He was a prodigal. And in that moment of self-pity, he too became a lost son and is in need of his father coming out to him and reminding him that everything of his father belongs to him as well. Hard stuff to take, but I've had to think about it these past few days. And I hope as I'm describing my feelings and those of my friend, you can begin to see yourself as the older brother. Both were in the wrong. The younger prodigal and the older prodigal. Both in need of a new heart. And there's only one place. you're going to find it. Now, if you join me after we started the program, we have been talking about the parable of the prodigal son and the older brother in all of us. And I pray that you've seen how you too can be like that older son. It's too easy, too comfortable for us to become Christians and think after that, we're doing a pretty good job just living the Christian life. The older brother is those of us who live by self-righteousness, And that's just as great a sin. It's just more hidden than what we see in the prodigal son, the younger son. Well, think with me about another older brother. Have you ever thought about Jesus being your older brother? That's what it says he is in Romans 8.29. He's the firstborn among many brothers, it says. He could have been self-righteous toward us. Instead, by grace, this older brother went to the cross to pay for our sin. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 We have a great high priest. His name is Jesus. We're told in Hebrews 4 that it's through him that we can hold firm to the faith we profess. Hebrews 4.15, for we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weakness. We have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Which way are you living? Are you the older brother, as seen in Christ, or are you the older brother as in the parable of the prodigal son. Are you angry at God's goodness to others? Do you separate yourself from others even just in your mind? Even if it's just to yourself or to God, do you complain? Is your spirit critical? Do you not see the grace that's already been given to you as a child of the King? If you've seen yourself in anything that I've just mentioned, then you're living the life of the self-righteous. So I'm here to tell you There's a better way. It's called living by grace. It comes when we return to God just like that prodigal son. It comes when we repent and confess our unworthiness. It comes when we know all we have is from him, and in doing this, we understand our Heavenly Father's joy and love for us. Would you pray with me? Lord, we ask you to keep us from becoming older brothers, as in this parable in Luke 15. It's so easy to look down our noses with disdain and superiority rather than see others with love and compassion. It's easy for us to see wrongness in others and point our fingers at them. Lord, help us not to point a condemning finger, but to point others in the direction of the Savior. Lord, help us to see sin, even the sin in our own hearts, so that people will recognize their need for a Savior. May our only finger pointing be to direct others to Jesus. And we pray this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Our world needs older brothers and sisters who will point the way and are ready to celebrate when the lost are found. And by God's grace in Christ, we can and we are. I waited and waited for God.
3: Turned and he heard me. He lifted me out of the mud, his own hand secured me. The Lord is my help, I will not be confounded. So I have focused my face like a flint I'll not be ashamed Lord, I come just as I am Without one plea But that your blood Was shed for me Just as I am Without one plea But that your blood Was shed for me remain in my life, Lord, let me serve you. While there is breath on my lips, I would proclaim you. I long for your return. I long to see you face to face. Saints, Lord, I come just as I am, without one plea, but that your blood was shed for me, just as I am. your blood was shed for me
0: Fernando Ortega a powerful song. His version of Just As I Am. I've got to tell you These have been special days for me. Hearing Barbara Giuliani on the first couple of days this week telling us her story of of running away from home, saying to her pastor father and also her mother and her siblings, I'm an atheist. I don't believe what we've been taught. And if you've missed the program the last few days, you can hear Barbara's testimony on our website where she tells her story on video as the prodigal daughter. Barbara, And her late father, Jack Miller, wrote the best book on the prodigal son I have ever read, and it's called Come Back, Barbara. It was the book that encouraged Janet and me when we were struggling and trying to help our prodigal child. Everyone knows a prodigal. Maybe a friend. Maybe your own child. Maybe you are the prodigal. And in your own strength, maybe you've tried to resolve and go after and save a prodigal, but your efforts just fizzled out and gone nowhere. May I suggest you get a copy of this book today from us. You'll be encouraged not to give up on the prodigal in your life. The Lord hasn't. Why should you? And you'll find hope that your prodigal can come back. Jesus is still in the business of bringing prodigals home. There's hope for other prodigals besides the prodigal child. There's hope for a spouse. There's hope for a friend. There's hope for the prodigal you. Why don't you call us now? Make your gift to the ministry and ask for a copy of Come Back Barbara. 1-800-654-2836 That's 1-800-65-HAVEN Or go visit our website. Make your gift and ask for Come Back Barbara. Our website is HavenToday.org. That's HavenToday.org. And don't forget, we still have the unique devotional filled with 25 songs of hope called Songs of Suffering by Johnny Erickson Tata. Ask about it when you call or read more about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me and Barbara Giuliani. Come back again tomorrow when again we'll be celebrating the great story together. It is all about Jesus. Here on Haven today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's more and more difficult to watch the news these days, isn't it? It doesn't matter if it's Fox or CNN or MSNBC or CBC. When the political pundits come out, all I see is a lack of love. Paul defines love in 1 Corinthians like this. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Now, that's not how our world operates, especially when it comes to political games. Most of the time, it's rejoicing in death and lies. Not all the time, of course, but typically. Christ calls us to a different way, to rejoice in the truth, even if it's hard to bear, to own up to our mistakes, confess our unrighteousness, to receive His grace. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.